0: Welcome to the, 30 Welcome to Cersei the 34 spa. Cersei Salon. Welcome, Welcome to, to, to
1: Make Matriarchy make Great matriarchy Again. Again. Mistress of the cosmos, ruler of the house of life, sovereign of all that is miraculous, almighty lady of wisdom, mother from whom all life arose, establisher of justice, champion of righteous law, giver of the gift of abundance, inventor of agriculture, designer of the first sale, planter and harvester of the first Flax, inventor of the loom, source of the healing herbs, owner of the throne, magistra of fate, the one who separated heaven and earth, roadmaker of the paths through the stars, controller of the wind and thunder, restorer of life, she who makes the universe spin round. What in heaven or on earth was not of her making?
0: Wow, now there is an intro worthy of a goddess. Hello, everyone. This is the 34 Circe Salon, Make Matriarchy Great Again. That was Ms. Dawn Sam Alden, and I <laughs> am Sean Marlon So I think you're about to jump in and introduce me. I
1: yes, I was going to say many are the names of the wondrous Isis. That Those are her many names, and she has many more. She is indeed uh, the goddess of goddesses.
0: We're going to talk all about her today with a very special guest. I want to first, though, say, please be sure to leave a rating or a lovely comment on whatever podcast platform you use to listen to us. Uh, it helps us, and we appreciate it. And I also want to give a little shout out to Lauren Torres, who sent us a really wonderful email. Someone reached out to us, Dawn, and told we feel, us something.
1: We feel seen.
0: We feel seen. (laughs) It really
1: was. It was a wonderful email, and uh, thank you so much, Lauren. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And let's, without further ado, introduce our guest who will talk to us about the the experience of ISIS in her life. Uh, This is Nancy. Uh, Nancy, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, everybody. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, Nancy. You have your own cheering
1: section. You didn't know that.
2: I didn't. I I did the dance at the beginning. With <laughs> awesome. Now I'm just thanking everybody. So yes, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're going to talk ISIS today. So tell us, Nancy. What? Tell us about yourself. Just introduce yourself, and then tell us about your connection to ISIS.
2: Okay. Well, I am. Um, I'm Nancy, and I am born in Egypt. So I'm Egyptian. Um, but I've lived in various places. Um, I was, um, I was raised in Egypt in Cairo till I was about seven, moved to Dubai and, um, started traveling, um, lived in New York for a bit, uh, between Dubai and New York, uh, and eventually moved to Chicago about 11 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Wow. That's, each every time I hear something about Egypt, I'm, it always evokes the most amazing, exciting, you know, uh romantic thoughts in my head. So what was it like growing up in Egypt? What I mean, you're surrounded by history's history.
2: Uh yeah, and you know, it, it's it's funny you ask that question because you know, Egyptians are—you know—Egyptian people. They have their unique qualities, and you know, they're funny. They're, uh, but but we also like traditionally we have um, we've adopted a lot of ancient Egyptian um, rituals and in celebration and foods and beliefs. Um, you know, some some may regard them as superstitions or what have you. Um, wisdoms that have been passed down from ancient Egypt. So you feel it in the energy of people and their belief system and how their perception of life and how they practice it. Um, for, I'll give you an example, we celebrate, um, uh, there's there's a feast that's around Easter time called um, Shem and nisim mm-hmm. which is, um, the literal meaning is smelling spring. And we oh. celebrate it yeah, you know, like we make certain there are specific breads, like cookies and, and breads that we make that are shaped um, like the sun, and uh, you know, the sun disk, and mm-hmm. that comes back from from back then, and uh, or you know, like when we um, when there's for baby shower, there are certain rituals that that uh, people do that date back to. Uh, the ancient Egyptian times, and they have been welcomed by, you know, modern, like um, more, more, let's say, modern religions, um, such as Islam and Coptic um, Christianity um, mm-hmm. and and so forth. Yeah. So, so it does hold, uh, it, it still holds the spirit from the past um, of the land, uh and and it's it's located like there you know where the pyramids are and all the ancient egyptian um it's an open museum like it's a it's it's an open museum so like when you go there to like aswan and luxor um you really feel the energy of the past of evolution you know you feel the strength and it's uh and if you're if you're spiritually sensitive you can tell oh, <laughs> you know wow. mm-hmm. how much power lies you know like energetically uh and how connected we are with like the unit like how that that area is connected with the universe um so yeah that that it's it's a very special place um and i recommend it um for for the people who enjoy um ancient cultures and um and the spiritual world, it's, it's a wonderful place to visit.
1: Wonderful.
0: Wow. So are, are family traditions or, or maybe even specific kinds of family traditions that are connected to the ancient world of those emphasized as well? I mean, it sounds like those are clearly present for everybody there, but do you find that there are any things that are specific to different families or to you or stuff that you've sort of feel like you've inherited personally?
2: In my heart of hearts, and when I reflect and I look deeper within myself, um, I I can feel certain ancestral energies from the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's nice, yeah, this yeah. This is where I I chose to work with Isis because she's like the goddess of all goddesses, like, and she's just a very important deity in in the Uh, you know, the, the, the spiritual world, because, you know, she's just got so many functions and, you know, great history. Um, And she works with life and death. She is, you know, um, she's a master of magic and alchemy. Um, And, uh, and, you know, she, she joyously embraces life and she teaches you all these things and, you know, she helps you. So I take all of that, from from the past and and bring it into my life. Um now if this has been passed down through family traditions um no, my my uh I uh I was uh, I was born in, into a religion
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh which which you know my family practiced uh or you know it's it's more more about the tradition. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, religions uh, unfortunately, like you know they have their own traditions and and you know the updated form, but it still carries the same message of love and and peace and kindness and what for so forth. So we didn't really get a chance to talk about um, uh, deities, you know, we believe in one God, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, But, but there are certain things that, you know, like very, very little things like, you know, uh, like, you know, we, we don't uh, cut our nails at night or, you know, sweep, sweep or like clean at night because it disturbs, you know, the angels or, you know, like uh, other, other things like, you know, we don't eat in certain places around the house because it, it disturbs the energies and angels and, you know, it and there, there are portals that welcome demons and, and, and whatnot. Mm. So, like, these have been passed down to me by my father, from my grandmother, and her, you know, her ancestry as well. But mostly, it's my grandparents that gave me these little things of what we shouldn't do and should do because of the presence of the uh, fifth dimensional uh, beings. Um spirits and guides and angels and, and demons in some cases, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's there definitely, but goddesses in particular, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah. Do
0: you find a conflict with that? I mean, we talked on, on uh, earlier episodes. I mean, my faith is Catholicism. So I talk about, you know, talked with um, other people who are Christian about what it means to try to find a feminine divine. <laughs> And understand that energy. And is there? there...
1: Yeah, we had a wonderful Mm -hmm. interview with um with a gal who was raised in the um in the evangelical Christian tradition, and she was saying that when she was growing up, that not only you know was was God one hundred percent identified as male, but even even the women's contributions were so swept under the rug as to barely be mentioned like that the only time they even spoke of Mary was was when was during Christmas when they sort of had to say that that Christ was born from someone you know? no. so so her struggle to sort of f- find her way back to the di- to the feminine aspect of divine was felt very wrong to her for very long but at the same time she could not resist its call yeah
0: I mean, for, for my faith, Nancy, uh, Mary is very important. So I, I had some, I had a lot, a deep for me connection to that aspect of feminine and divine. What about for you? Was finding ISIS a problem? Did you feel a conflict about it? Was there any, you know, the, the idea of having this conduit to a, a female form of worship that is female in nature or female centered? Was there any guilt about that?
2: um not anymore (laughs) good good (laughs) Um, so so i feel that my mom without knowing worked with isis as well Mm. i mean she she was attracted, but but obviously she never mentioned it she will never mention it and it it just doesn't is not part of our physical you know third dimensional conversation um but um uh, In Islam, uh, embracing the divine feminine is allowed. It is absolutely allowed. However, Mm -hmm. uh, certain aspects of the divine feminine qualities can only be practiced with your counterpart or your husband or, you know. um,
0: Well, could you could you say more about how that's allowed? That's really I've never heard that. And that sounds really amazing. How is it allowed in Islam?
2: It's just, you know, the way you dress Um, you know, and this is all privately, Mm -hmm. you could do whatever you want, you know, with your counterpart. It's, you know, it's just, you know, you, you are there, you are there, you're the, you know, matriarch of the family. A mother is, you know, heavily respected in the Arab world. Mm. Uh, and like in Islam, they say that heaven lies at the feet of mothers. Mm. So what a beautiful phrase. You can't oh. go to heaven without without you know being respectful, appreciative of of the mother. Um, yeah, so so you know, but not not you know like the divine feminine has qualities of like being a nurturer and also mm-hmm. other other uh, more more sensual qualities, like the way she dresses more femininely, the more the way she's like she's she's fierce, you know, she's motherly, but she's also fierce. She's mm. you know she has leadership qualities. Um, And unfortunately, in the past, you know, thousand or so years, um, the ideas of a woman having power um, had been suppressed. Mm. The ideas of allowing her to be feminine has been suppressed. It's, you know, you need to cover all that up and you need to be quiet about your, you know, your, your independence, Um, which is um, something that I didn't resonate with um, so much. And uh, it, it, it it was troublesome for me to be in a culture um, that didn't, you know, appreciate, you know, didn't celebrate that. It's changing a little bit right now, but, Mm -hmm. but, you know, if if you look at uh, in Islam, uh, the Prophet Muhammad, he married several women, like nine almost. He loved oh. women. He he mm-hmm. he adored them and and respected them so much. His one of his wives was a businesswoman that drove a cart with horses, or or you know. Um, donkeys at the time I can't I I don't know the exact details of mm-hmm. <laughs> the transport system here but, right. but <laughs> her own game she she was independent she was a businesswoman and she was also a wife a loving wife and she was yeah, some, Aisha right
1: was her name Aisha yeah yeah and she oh. was she was quite formidable yes
2: absolutely but does anyone talk about her right yeah yeah, not no. as much these days. Yeah, anybody celebrate any of the women that the Prophet Muhammad married, or yeah. you know, no. So, so that really uh, didn't resonate with me. So I decided to uh, take what I what I can from this faith, and I also spent a lot of time um, in Dubai. I was raised by a Catholic nanny, um, mm-hmm. and she 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 brought a lot of Catholic wisdom. But um, I realized that a lot of these religions have like a fear-based um, vibration. If you don't do this, you go to hell. If you don't do mm-hmm. if you do that, you go. So it was just. I question.
1: I really question how much of that is um, is fundamental to the spiritual practice, and how much of that comes from the um, male hierarchy who want to remain in power.
0: Exactly. So I, 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 so I
2: understand I th- the concept, you know, of, of bringing in karma and, and trying to like, if you don't go down the path of love and kindness, yeah, you end up in hell. So like hell is, is, is just continuous karma, like lack of healing. Mm. You know, it's not a place that you go to and burn. That's just, uh, a, uh. A, Metaf- metaphoric way to just dis- describe, you know, hell, which is how it's described in the books and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the these religions, the message is really to to push you towards healing from like whatever trauma you're carrying, and and working with you know spirits to help you to get there, to get to the point, you know, to enlightenment, to to be close to the universe, source, and divinity, which is love, essentially. And the messages have been, you know, a little like the the way they were um, explained. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a really different turn, which made women, you know, unfortunately less powerful. And it gave it gave uh, certain men more power for control and whatnot. And and the result is like, you know, me being in the US, away from my home and culture, because um, you know, I can't be suppressed. I'm I'm a free divine feminine woman, and you know, I I I wish to practice that in my day to day life and you know serve my community and and whoever, you know, in, in return. So so yes, um um it, it you know going back to your question, it's um, it's it's been very interesting to say the least um, right. to observe um, how my culture back home has um, so, you know they, they do respect the motherly aspects of the divine feminine. you know giving giving her the mother the, the she is the key to heaven which is the key to, to peace and, and love. Um, and, uh, but not shedding light on the other things like, you know, woman, the mother is also a fierce, powerful warrior, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
2: yeah, so, so, uh, so I've been attracted to, to Isis my, Uh for a very long time because she is the embodiment of the, divine feminine in both in all realms and all dimensions. And you um, said
1: she kept, uh, she kept popping up for you when you were working with the goddess deck.
2: Yeah. So I, in, you know, I've always been, you know, spending a lot of time with my grandmother at the time who was, she had more Egyptian qualities about her than, than, you know, um, Islamic, let's say, um, you know, as or Arabic, let, let's put it that way, or Arabic. Okay. Call it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, her wisdom, her, her. So, I spent the first three years, three and a half years of my life close to her, and I feel like I've energetically learned a lot, soul to soul, uh, absorbing, you know, her energy and whatnot, and just sort of. And, and she to me, she was a very powerful woman. She raised. I think nine children on her own. Wow. She, she met uh, yeah, and there was so much more um, to the story, but I, <laughs> I won't tangent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I I felt like that was something that was passed down to me to to sort of um, find and embrace, and it, it it was just sort of part of a mission that um, that's that I've um. um ancestrally adopted. Um, so she kept popping up to me and like, I have always been drawn to ancient Egyptian culture. Um, I've always believed that, you know, God or, you know, is, is the sun, you know? Um, Yeah, I, which is raw, and um, uh, I've always, um, you know, like in when I was younger, every time we'd go to Egypt in the summers, I would just go and spend time by the pyramids, and or I would go to the the ancient Egyptian uh, museums, or or you know, just spend a lot of time with the past, and just feel in all the energies from you know whether it's a mummy or. Um, Um, Or just, you know, little pieces of jewelry that they were, you know, that they used, you know, people from the, so, so I I spent a lot of time in that. But every time, (laughs) I kid you not, I came across, you know, one of those, even though like I I put myself in those circumstances, I always found ISIS with some kind of a message in synchronicity from the universe outside Um. uh, that is telling me, go you can do this, you know, go, like, you know, it, it, it was just one of those messages that that came in and sight unseen yet sightseeing. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. Um, and then um, I, I, um, I started working, I just needed to, to have more like a stronger channeled messages. I never really got into tarot. Um, but I, I do uh, respect it. And I have, I know a lot of, I've got friends and people and my sister um enjoys tarot mm-hmm. for channeling. Uh I was more drawn to goddess cards. Um mm-hmm. and a friend of mine gave a, a deck to me and every time I was going through um one of those milestone moments, and they can happen like sometimes like there would there would be months when I wouldn't touch the deck. Right. And then there would be a period where I would do it every every day twice or once or, you know, it really depends on my timeline and, uh, um, how much I needed the the help of the goddesses for guidance. Um, and every time I was forced to make like some, some, some kind of a decision, ISIS came up and ISIS was telling me to be strong. And I, and I became more and more curious. So that's when I thought, okay, I am seeing this name a lot. Uh and you know, we, we call her Isis by the way. <laughs> <Okay>. There <laughs> yeah. we go. Uh, yeah, Isis yeah. is the is the sort of English pronunciation right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isis. So Isis, yeah. Um I I just started learning more about her and working with her in my meditations. Um, you know, to thanking her and, you know, obviously um being very grateful for, for her beauty and powers and, um, and just asking for her guidance, essentially. Um, yeah.
0: Do you use the cards or do you use, do you have any particular kind of a ritual or is it just a very fluid sort of, okay, here's, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm getting. You know, is there any particular uh, ritual you might use around that to help guide yourself or help, uh, in a particular moment if you're looking for an answer? Here's what you do.
2: I love to work with sound as well, the sound mm-hmm. waves. Um, so I I start with, you know, I, I meditate in the morning and before I go to sleep. Uh, and I try to, like, keep a time, time check <laughs> uh, on because I could, like, sit and meditate for, like, get into deep transcendental meditation for hours Mm -hmm. um so um i i yeah like sometimes like i i i feel like my best meditation happens after a shower just by being you know close to the positive ions that that are dispersed from you know the 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 shower Mm -hmm. um and then i sit um listen to some music uh Mostly, you know, really soft and gentle, and think about what I areas in my life that I need help with, and you know, um, and then seek, you know, uh, the guidance of 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 uh, the goddesses. Uh, I, I can open the deck, but I start I start with um, you know, thanking everyone around me, all my guides and angels, and and then I go straight to Isis, <laughs> <laughs> have a little chat with her. And um, all this while my physical self is just like, you know, quiet with my hands on my knees. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't vocalize it. It's just, you know, it's there. Um, and um, uh, and she guides me somehow. And then I open the deck um, and other goddesses come with separate messages that are relevant, um, relevant to the moment. Um, um, I also work energetically with other people. Um, if, if I, if I need answers and to, to see what they want to tell me, for example, and, um, and that's when I don't work with ISIS because ISIS has, she's like my mother goddess. Uh, so she guides me personally but if i'm looking for uh communication from others whether it's my sister or mom or what have you um i i seek um the guidance of other goddesses as well
0: Well, that's interesting i was going to ask you if there is maybe a network of women who also celebrate or use isis as a guide Sounds like when you are working among others, uh, you reach out to the other goddesses. So, is there is there a kind of um network? By, and by network, I simply mean people you know. Is there are there groups of people who connect through kind of goddess centric, feminine, divine sort of spiritual energy? Do you are do you Absolutely. have like a group of friends? Okay,
2: yeah. And Tell as I, I, I spiritually as I spiritually evolve, I mean, you know, you know what they say, right? You you always attract what you are, the mm-hmm. frequency that you're in in life, or the, the stage of healing, um, and so forth. So, the more I am in touch with my divine feminine, I attract the same energies. In fact, I I met a wonderful lady today itself who believes and embraces in in you know the the spiritual world and is seeking um to strengthen her divine feminine. Um and uh and I'm so excited to like, you know, teach her whatever I know or guide her, you know, uh and and then, you know, that's and but but she is, she is. She just and she wants it. She just doesn't know how. And I've had women in my life who came into my life um, throughout my life that had that consistent and men as well, by the way, Mm -hmm. I've had so many when like work colleagues who said who, you know, like when I didn't get, didn't close a deal that I was working on when I was doing some sales or whatever, who would say, embrace you. You are like, you're very embrace your feminine. And, I never, like, at the time, I wasn't that spiritually mature to understand what they're saying, and I would say, like, what do you mean? Do you want me to put more makeup, or <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is is my outfit not good? So, yeah, so, um, oh, but there's another thing, my mom um, had a lot of masculine energy, and continues to still have a, and so like that was passed down to me so i spent a lot of my life trying to break away from a heavier masculine over over feminine um,
0: say well what do you mean by a masculine energy what do you mean by feminine energy what's that what does that mean to you
2: uh you know uh so masculine energy like not wanting to be everything you know uh you know men are you know they're more disciplined they're hunters they they apply the hard work uh you know physically their structure is just you know that's 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 a given as well um and the divine masculine qualities as well which is like you know the protector the um the father um my mom tried to be all of that, (laughs) Mm. you know, while trying to maintain her feminine. But then in the process, she lost a lot of those, the, the feminine qualities. And you could just see it in the way she walked or the way she, she, she thought. And, you know, and I, I, upon observance, um the times in her life where she embraced her feminine the most were her most successful. Like she she manifested her her dreams and goals. Um as a TV producer, um and and um, you know, a woman a woman in the arts. She 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 did a lot of great things. A lot of and you know, from interviewing people like Nelson Mandela and whatnot. So very, very, um, I, I definitely look up, look up to her and without a little bit of that masculine balance, I don't think she would have gotten to where she was as like the only female, um, um, let's say middle Eastern reporter or or one of the very few who uh, achieved so Mm -hmm. much. Um, so, and, and whenever she had more like I'm going to do this or I'm going to, I, I'm going to be, ultra independent i don't need the help of any man and whenever she got into that energy it like her manifestations dropped so uh yeah and um um i i believe that there is you know balance of of both energies within self but also within externally you know um yeah yeah that, that's just how i see it right, um, right. I'm just trying to also be mindful of, you know, I I don't want to like discriminate in in any way because we all have masculine and feminine energies. Um, some is is like some some women can thrive with more masculine energy in in them, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure, we are sure. we are all a balance ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and, and people
0: de- and people define them in different ways too. I mean, we talk on this podcast a lot about the Amazons and the women warriors and stuff like that. So there is a space in feminine energy for that kind of aggression. And there's a space in masculine energy, to, to, you know, so defined because yeah. I might, I might use those terms differently. Um, so yeah. it's, it's interesting to hear. I mean, it's interesting to hear how each of us takes moves through that journey and looks mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. So w- for you culturally too, is there now in particular as we you know in in this era where we there's a you know we're a much smaller world in a good way meaning that we're all connected throughout the world mm-hmm. we learn about different cultures in different parts of the world is there an aspect of this that's important to you too to share with you know here in the states especially this aspect of Egyptian culture and this aspect of Egyptian life, just as an Egyptian, you know, an Egyptian American, are there aspects of this that you want to convey to people? So they understand your culture a little bit better.
2: Uh, by just being, I guess, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I, uh, I have very recently chosen the film arts as a platform, um, to, to send out that message. Um, and, uh, and just to, to fulfill my mission as, as a soul and by, you know, trying to bring as much love and peace and, and strength to both men and women, really. Um,
0: what kinds of things are you creating in that, in that realm? What are you doing in the film arts?
2: Um, so now I'm currently working on my first feature film, um, Rush Submission, Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's in right now we're, we're at post-production stage. So, um, that's. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. Congratulations. So cool. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> a heck of a journey to get there. I know. <laughs> it's, it's torture, but. It? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, it, uh, it, it gives me the liberty, um, to to express my ideas and sort of um harness or, or or rather like pull um elements from from my past and all the all, all that i've learned in, in my lessons in life uh and the wisdoms that i've applied the, the the egyptian wisdoms that i applied to help me further uh myself on this journey and uh, uh, and uh, to, to both um, ascend spiritually and um, also f- uh, in the physical, you know, uh, try try and, and put work out there that, you know, generations can benefit from, that, that unites, that makes us aware of our differences, and ultimately that, you know, evokes um, love, essentially. Um, it could be in any form. Like we could talk about death, we could talk about horror, we could talk about mm-hmm. comedy, we could, t- but the message is there, and um, and I'm really really excited to in in for for my next phase, uh, or season to continue just doing as much as I can in uh, in film and and potentially music as well. Um, mm-hmm. hopefully I can uh, start navigating a uh, musical journey as well I, I promised myself i would do it in when i'm 40 um <laughs> nice nice yeah, yeah but uh, uh let's see how that goes <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, not, isis, life I'm is sure, what
1: happens when you're making other plans right, right. i'm sure isis
0: ahead. will guide you will give you her love
1: Indeed. Uh, yes.
0: with I, I think uh this is probably a good point just to kind of like for what we sometimes call our one more thing or something that we want to leave the listener well, Sean, with. Sean,
1: do you want to talk a little bit about um, about ISIS? Yeah, ISIS history. And, you know, because Nancy has been talking about sort of ISIS guiding her. Let's let's talk a little bit about um, sure. you know, who, who ISIS to... was in, in, uh, in the culture in which she existed for thousands of years.
0: Certainly, certainly. Do you want to, I mean, I can, one of the things that jumps out for me, and I know you will go to the earlier version of it, um, is just that ISIS became this kind of syncretized um, spirit, uh, deity who had a lot of different cultures brought their elements to the worship of her. So Hellenistic Greece was particularly embracing of isis and so the the greek gods and the egyptian gods you know began to be sort of blended together at many times and worshipped in a way that you have these kind of mixtures of the different gods going on so isis has been someone that's been a been a force in world culture for eons for millennia i should say
1: yeah for millennia yeah yeah i mean she's she started out um and i i i uh, nancy may may need to help me with the pronunciation of mm-hmm. this, but uh, she was originally called ausette a u s e t um so that was sort of her when in her earliest forms um, she was she was known as asette and um it was later as she began to draw sort of draw the power of other um, goddesses and energies towards her herself and began to be known to other cultures that she started to be called Isis or Isis um, as well as Osset from her beginning. But she, um, you know, she she has many, many stories that are associated with her. Um, One of the most often told is, um, uh, you know, her, her husband or her lover, Osiris, And, uh, yeah, how he was murdered and, uh, and, um, she found his, his body was hidden by set. And, um,
2: actually his body was cut up into hundred pieces. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That was the the next phase of it. Yeah. First his body was hidden
1: and she, she managed to find it and she tried to bring it back to Egypt and then. As you know, once she had succeeded at that, then um, Set came back and cut his body into hundreds of pieces and hid all the pieces, um, so that because she was a healer and a magician, and she could bring him back to life. Um, so if you know, if you want someone to stay dead, you can't let um e. find the body. <laughs> so, so he cut it up into many, many pieces and. Um, And then also she, you know, she searched the world over and um, she gathered all the pieces back except um, the piece that she never found was his phallus.
0: Which I've um, always said, I don't, if you're just not going to put that piece back, don't put the whole thing together.
1: So. <laughs> so. Spoken like a man, indeed. But she um, she fashioned because, you know, she uh, she wanted him to be whole. So she fashioned a phallus out of gold. And um, because, you know, she was a magician and a goddess, that phallus uh, apparently functioned enough so that they were able to have children. Um. So even even uh, even in in pieces, she was able to bring life into being. Well, and I also um, think
0: Iris probably bragged. To, Osiris probably bragged to everybody about what was gold plated on him. So,
1: <laughs> 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 absolutely, absolutely, turn a
2: weakness into a strength. You <laughs> know it. <laughs> No, I did not know that part of the story. Oh, well, there you I go. Know. <laughs> you know, the more you know. <laughs> indeed, indeed, the more you know. Um,
1: and then there is also the other story that pops up quite a bit is her story about Ra, which I think is, I, there's something about it that sort of um, feels to me like it's a later version that of the story that we hear.
2: But, but so um, profound. But so profound. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's strength like in in what she's she was she she was able to do, which is yeah. It's when she was a true magician and alchemy. She reached the highest, like the the you know, bringing bringing Osiris back to life is is wonderful. But to be able to like magic anything and everything by Mm -hmm. you know, by harnessing the power of the sun, which is
1: oddly, you
2: know, it's, that is, yeah, to, yeah, that, that to me is a big deal. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the story goes that she, um, that, uh, that she knew everything. She knew everything in the world except the secret name of Ra and Ra was, as Nancy has mentioned, Ra was the sun God. Um, associated with the sun. And so she fashioned, um, because she was a maker, she fashioned out of her uh, spit and the earth, she fashioned a serpent. Mm-hmm. And she sent the serpent after Ra. And uh he strode across its path and it, it and it uh it bit him. And uh the poison in its in its uh the venom in its in its fangs was so potent that it even um Started to destroy Ra. He started to fall ill, and um, and he begged her. You know, he 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 tried to hold up against the pain for as long as he could. But then he asked her for healing as he was getting weaker and weaker, and he was in pain, hotter than fire, colder than ice, and um, his vision was so badly blurred that he couldn't even see the sky. Um, and so she said, "Yes, I will heal you, but but I ask in return." That you tell me your secret name, and um, he didn't want to. He he didn't want to give up that piece of himself. So he he started to um, boast to her about his royal ancestry and what he, all his powers and his privileges and what he could do and how she should heal him just because he's so great. And she just waited him out as he grew weaker and weaker with the poison. And finally, he said to her. if you would I he allowed her to see into his heart so that he could see, so that she could see his secret name. And when she saw it, as soon as she saw it, she she healed him. So the one thing that she didn't know, she uh, you know, and some people say, well, Ra was more powerful because, you know, she had to uh he knew something that she didn't. But um mm-hmm. uh, I like, I like the way of phrasing it that. Uh, she was smarter because she was smart enough to find out the thing that she didn't know.
2: So mm, mm-hmm. I well, love ultimate, that. That's ultimate power. Like, she's yeah. not, like nothing's missing anymore. So she was just yep. the ultimate. <laughs> yep.
1: And she was, justice was very big with her. She was, oh, she yeah. was definitely, you know, the goddess of, of justice, the magistra of fate. Um, And uh, it was said that, uh, or she said that righteousness was more valuable than gold or silver. And Mm -hmm. so when you swore an oath to Isis, Isis, sorry, um, when you used her name in swearing an oath or in signing a contract, that was seen as inviolable. It could not be bro- that oath could not be broken and could be sanctified and believed and sa- and uh, trusted as truth. I also found it was interesting that she was um, she was big with seeds, so agriculture was uh, attributed to her. That she invented agriculture, um, which is of course you know without agriculture we would not survive because. We have to grow food to feed ourselves, um, and uh, and that she was the one who taught the people how to plant and harvest flax. And Sean and I have talked um, in the past about how. Um, wouldn't it be interesting if, rather than calling time by the names of weapons like the the Bronze Age, the Copper Age, the Iron Age, that we could call that we looked at history through the period of fabrics and ceramics, which were much more important to the daily life of people than, say, a sword.
0: Well, that would require us to look at the world in a way that doesn't involve men, Don,
1: and well, it involves we men. It just well, it involves doesn't,
0: men or, or doesn't center It
1: doesn't exclude doesn't women.
0: Okay, <laughs> so that would, that's the problem with that for us scholars. For those who listen, I know we're joking about the fact that when we have to go through our stuff and talking about women's history, particularly in the ancient world and the classical world, the bias of not even being aware that women existed back then right. is just extreme. So anyway... Yeah. um so no that, sure. yeah she was she was an incredibly powerful matron for so many people right from the time of Alexander through uh, until Rome becomes Christianized you know yeah. Nancy um,
1: you had something that you wanted
2: to con- that you
1: wanted to add
2: Oh um, yeah so uh, you were you were talking about agriculture I I wanted to add that um, um, she she was all, she also worked with fertility. Uh, like you, you call upon her when, uh, during childbirth, um, and during pregnancy and conception, cause she helped, like she was a bring as a creator. So she was a bringer of life as well. Um, so you, you, you ask, uh, for her guidance, uh, if you want to be pregnant or if you want to have to ease childbirth, um, because she she knew all about fertility uh, in both um, germinations in in any form of seed, um, you know, and, and
1: ah, yeah, that 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 connection between both the seed of agriculture, then, yeah, yeah, the germination of humans as well, and I would imagine probably um, uh, animal husbandry.
2: Yeah, but I feel that this can also be applied to the creation of, I suppose, partnerships or ideas or businesses or, or what have you. Uh, because it's, it's all like an idea starts as a seed and then it germinates and then, or, or a relationship and a connection starts as a seed and it germinates. And so I feel that, uh, and this is how I personalize uh, my, my, uh, my work with her. Um, so that it's not strictly for you know human and plant <laughs> creation, or, right? Yes, you know, yes. You know, yes. It,
1: um, it's both the the sort of metaphysical application of that as well as the practical. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, she was. She was always in partnership. I mean, she. Of course, she was you know the the mother and the creatrix and the magician and the healer, all of these wonderful things. But her significant story, the one that is most often told, is is about her partnership with her husband and mm-hmm. and the great um, the great restoration and the great healing and the relentlessness of her search for his his first his whole body and then his body parts um you know that she is she is often portrayed as as part of a partnership whether that partnership be through law um establishing justice, justice. or yeah or a one-on-one partnership um with uh with her husband
2: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: she loved him so much yeah. so 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 much this it was it was a true romance true love um you know infinite love uh it it was it was a great love story
0: let's make sure to mention his name again of course of Cyrus
2: Cyrus, he
0: was again another uh, in the Hellenistic world in the Roman world a really important deity so Yes.
1: So, um, so, so mentioned Sean, you, you touched briefly on some of the ways that ISIS spread throughout the Hellenistic world. Um,
0: well, I mean the, the principally it had to do with the fact that once you had the conquest of Alexander, you spread Greek, uh, notions of culture throughout the world, but the Greeks were always in awe of the Egyptians because it's, it's funny, when we think about our distance to the Greek world, the Greek world's distance to the earliest of the Egyptian world was even further. We're closer to them than they are to some of the earliest oh, uh, wow. in Egyptian history. So it is a, it's a fascinating thought. You know, it's a really something to just keep bear in mind. That's how ancient Egypt is. Yeah. That's how deep that culture runs. Nancy, uh, I, I know you well know. So- the greeks were in awe of the egyptians and so all these things about egyptian religion and egyptian culture they would try to find the connections between the egyptian gods and their gods and how it all worked and so embracing these egyptian gods is nothing strange particularly in the ancient world the idea was often that you would embrace the romans would embrace the new cultures that the gods of the new cultures of those they encountered fought conquered battled with and the idea was accept ours and we'll accept yours and we all go on and worship as we will and share in these different kinds of expressions. So it was quite normal and that's how Isis became so spread and involved throughout, you know, the western world at that point because of the encounter and clashes of these cultures and because of the the majesty of ancient Egypt and what they had created.
2: But they were all they were also very close to each other geographically. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, you've got the example of Cleopatra, you know, um, and, and, uh, she, she was, uh, she was half Greek or she was, she was Greek.
0: Yeah. She was Greek. That's the fascinating about her. She's Ptolemaic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, but she was, uh, you know, she was authentically as Egyptian as, as can be, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, she represented uh, Egypt and all its qualities, but she was um, Greek. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, she's she's a living, yeah,
0: a living example of that. She's she's Greek, but she's yeah, embraced and you know the whole Egyptian culture as all of her ancestors, the Ptolemies, did.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of interchange in in culture and belief systems and. And, you know, because they're just so geographically close to each other,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
2: yet very powerful, uh, you know, uh, uh, cultures. So, yeah, it was definitely like ISIS was, you know, passed along um, um, through these these kind of uh Intermarriages between cultures and and you know uh, all the migrations that came with it as well. Yeah. Yes. The Amazing migrations. Yeah. Very history, much yeah. so. And even stories became absorbed
1: into the traditions of the Greeks. I mean, I'm thinking particularly of um, the story of uh, when Isis was um, was in mourning for Osiris. Um, you know, and in grief deep in grief, she cut off her hair, tore her robes, and uh, walked on the earth in grief. And uh, similar to Demeter when she lost Persephone, um, she sort of took a, a, a day job while she was <sighs> while she was you know <laughs> dealing with her grief um, and became a, a, a nursemaid, a nanny to um to the the a young prince the child of a um of uh, a queen and decided to try to make the child as a gift immortal and um so she was you know in this case she put him in the fire and tried to burn away his mortality so that he could be immortal And in the process was discovered and then revealed as a goddess. So it was this exact same story that was told of Demeter in Greece, but it's the origin of the story is actually um, Egyptian.
0: And again, I think one of the things we can take from this whole episode is how we can embrace and pull both cultures in, c- in case of nancy cultures that are your own and cultures that are others and bring them together so i think this is a really good spot now to Absolutely. really wrap it up um nancy if you would if there's anything you'd like to any one more thing you would like to leave people with please um, just anything that you know strikes your heart
2: oh wow i mean i always like just you know just be true to yourself, and um, just be your authentic, autonomous self. You are, you are power. You are great. You are love. And just be that. You know, don't look at anyone around you and their expectation of you. Just be that. Be, be you. That's it.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. And how about you, Dawn? Is there anything you would? <laughs> leave us with.
1: I, I just want to, I guess, reiterate that wonderful um, uh, uh, thing that Nancy said at the beginning, which is heaven lies at the feet of mothers.
0: That's amazing. That's an amazing. Beautiful. And uh, I would leave us with this. One of the things I think we should, we should do well to remember, particularly in this age. I have a point this out as we talk about, the blending of cultures uh, and the beauty of different cultures uh, in our world. I always like to emphasize the fact that throughout history, cultures have always blended and mixed and our spirits and our energies and our beliefs have always come together and we can find really interesting things that are true and personal to us in many different cultures, not our own. So to be open to that, I think is a beautiful thing. That is my one more thing.
2: I so, love that. That's beautiful. Thank you, Sean.
0: <laughs> thank you. And thank you, Nancy, for joining us and sharing with us.
2: Thank you, guys. I really had a lot of fun.
0: And thank you, Dawn.
2: <laughs> thank you, Sean.
0: And thank you all for listening. So Take care, this, everyone. This is the 31st Circe Salon, Make Matriarchy. Great again in praise of the goddess. We were talking about ISIS. We'll be back again soon. Take care.
1: Take care. And blessed be. Bye.